0: Love TALK RADIO Welcome, welcome to episode 41 of the No Past Podcast, presented to you by WRPN.com. We want to thank you for tuning in. You could be listening to anything in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. I'm your host, Frank Santos, who witnessed a miracle. Andy, did world hunger get cured? Nope. Did the internet go a day without memes? Nah. Did Mike Bibby and Jason Williams play on a court together in 2016? You bet, they did. My co- and I have my co host with me, Andy Flint Flintmore was good. Thought I had my co host with me. He should be on the line, but if not, we're gonna we're gonna get into our show this week. Uh we wanna talk about free agency sort of like what's what's still on the table here, and then we wanna get into a couple of different things about sort of how quickly we sort of forget what happens as soon as the season starts. We kind of just all of a sudden forget what happened last season as soon as we move on. And then we have our social media dime, which is uh, sort of about the Knicks mostly and uh, sort of what they've been, what they've been up to. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to see if I got my man Andy on the line here. Uh, Flimmo, can you hear me? No, you can't hear me. All right. We're going to, we're going to get him back on the line here for sure. So let's see what we can do here. Um, But yeah, let's get into our outlet pass, which was basically uh, the free agency surge is largely done with, with most of the big names off of the table, especially, well, LeBron James uh, still, there are some big names still on the table like LeBron James for some reason, but since it's more strategic than anything else, let's talk about the guys that are actually on the market, like for real. Um, Who do we think is the best player still available? I am going to go with uh, J.R. Smith. I think J.R. Smith is still the the best player still on the market. I think he needs to just continue or just put a shirt on, get into the office, and actually negotiate a deal. I think I got my man Flint Mode on on the line now. Flint Mode, what's good? you hear me, Andy? I hear you. All right, we're good. I hear you, too. All right. So, as I was explaining, we got out to a bit of a rocky start here, but basically, uh, who, is, who do you think is the best free agent still on the market?
1: Frank, why were you trying to lock me out of the show, man?
0: Yeah, I don't know what I did there. I, I <laughs> pressed the button that I always press, and then all of a sudden, you, you missed my Mike Bibby, but my little Mike Bibby, Jason Williams reference. I was all excited about Mike Bibby and Jason Williams playing on the same court in 2016. You missed all that. So, we just, we just do no, right. No, man, I got
1: actually. it. I had it all. I was here. I mean I I was hearing the whole thing, but it wouldn't let me talk.
0: (laughs) First time in your life nobody would let you talk. (laughs) (laughs) So who who do you guys the best free agent? Yeah, who do you guys is the best free agent on the market right now?
1: I got my man Mario Chalmers, man. I, I don't know what the deal is. I know he's probably not the sexiest name out there, but I mean we're talking about a guy who has rings and obviously not as the best player on his team. But with Memphis last year, he gave them about 11 points a game, almost four assists, shot 32% from three, over 40% from the field. I mean, I feel like Chalmers is being overlooked. He's a guy who knows how to play the game, a vet at this point. And it's crazy to say that Mario Chalmers is 30 years old. I still remember that Jadakiss line shooting in the heat like Chalmers like it was yesterday. So I, I just I don't know, and I feel like his phone should be ringing
0: yeah you you made up for being late with with your Jada kiss reference right there, even though you really weren't late but i i I think uh Chalmers is really getting overlooked because of the injury. I think that's a big injury to come back from and i maybe he's been working out for teams and it has been going so well. i haven't I don't really keep up on Mario Chalmers news, not really in my news feed every day, but I would bet maybe it's it's something like that. So uh, I, I still think it's J.R., Though I do, I do have to ask you a quick question. News broke right before we came on: Deion Waiters signing with the Miami Heat. My question for you is: What are the odds that my man Deion just goes Yolo and throws on the Dwayne Wade number three for the Miami Heat? Because that is his number. I, I just want to throw that out there. Number three is the Deion Waiters number.
1: Yeah, I mean Deion Waiters is gonna do whatever he wants. Who's gonna tell Deion Waiters no in Miami?
0: Yeah, exactly. I would say. I, I take Wade, that but... pause. Is no. <laughs> <laughs> Bash ain't saying yeah. anything yeah you think my man Hassan Whiteside is going to be like listen we need to bring some order here I'm I'm the man for the job to to really bring bring this thing in so we can be some mature individuals here and <laughs> people are looking <laughs> like Hassan Whiteside really that's the uh, moral leader of this group all right so let's move on to a different category really quick we got the best reagent available off the table who do you think is the most surprising like a guy that Maybe he's not like better than Mario Chalmers, but you're surprised that he hasn't really gotten a deal yet. I,
1: I think it's Ty Lawson. I'm kind of shocked that, you know, nobody's even willing to take a chance on Lawson uh, given his, his age. I mean, the guy is still on the right side of 30, a little undersized, always has been, um, you know, hasn't been the greatest the past couple of years, but I mean, we've seen it before. I just, it's crazy to me that, no one has even given him a call to play the backup role.
0: Yeah, that's a a really good one. I I thought about taking Ty Lawson myself. It it really does, like you said, especially with his age, you know, you would think people need quickness, they need athleticism, and Ty Lawson really offers all those things. And I didn't think he did terrible, really, in in Houston when he got that chance. I mean, he he obviously didn't, like, rejuvenate his career. It's not like, oh, my God, Ty Lawson's back, but – you saw some things, you're like, oh, maybe if he gets in the right situation, he can kind of turn it around. So that's a good one for me. I'm going with Montahunis. Uh One of my favorite players, I, I really always liked his game. I think last year or a couple of years ago, you and I talked about, I, no, I think it was this past season, where we were saying that he was kind of the missing piece for that, that Houston team because he takes a lot of the burden off of James Harden on that team offensively. And I still feel that way about him. I think people are forgetting how talented he is when he's healthy. I mean, you're telling me Ryan Anderson got $80 million and my man notice, can't get a call? I just – I can't buy that.
1: Yeah, no, I I looked at Monty Ennis too. And, you know, he's obviously a, a name that I would be throwing out before I'd throw out, you know, like a Larry Sanders. Like he was doing – with himself on Twitter, earlier, talking about all these teams. <laughs> what team should I play for? I, I mean, Monty Eunice is a guy for me that I would take over. You know, a fellow like Larry Sanders in a second. Um, I and I do agree with you about Houston. His shooting ability, the ability to stretch the floor, and he's not a, a half-shabby rebounder either. Am I might add. Um Yeah, it is kind of surprising, especially when you do see a guy like Ryan Anderson. You know, getting getting what probably should have been Monty Eunice's money.
0: That's
1: <laughs> probably how he feels. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, literally got his contract. So. You know, yeah. I, I just can't see how you know. Bonnie Huenus is kind of like not a mini Ryan Anderson. I really because he's not as good as a rebounder, and he's obviously not as sharp of a shooter as as Anderson is. But like he he is that stretch four, and everybody's looking for that guy. So I'm I'm not really sure why he hasn't really gotten any deal yet. I do have to say about my man Larry Sanders. He, he I'm not really dumping on him as much as you as much as you are because he did get a great troll in when he just a few weeks ago when he tweeted the picture of the Warriors, like the movie The Warriors, all of us 90s kids know know that movie. It's probably actually the 80s going a little back. But uh, everybody thought, well, like, oh, my God, people broke news. Like, is he going to sign with the Warriors? And he's like, no, nah, not really. I was I was just trolling. So I give him credit for that. Let's move on to uh, our social media dime for this week. is something that – Obviously, we posted on our Facebook feed. If you don't know, the Social Media Dime is a new segment that we're doing. You've got to interact with us on our social media. Follow us on Twitter at NLP Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash NLP Pod. We post debates pretty much every day or some form of another, whether it's a debate or a meme. We, we're always keeping the, the discussion going. And the one that we got this week that got the most interaction was Jason McIntyre of um, the Big Lead, founder of the Big Lead, and now he's on Fox Sports 1 Speak for Yourself, their new show with Colin Coward and Jason Whitlock, he tweeted this. He said, just took $80 off at Music Reports, which is his friend, because I told him the Knicks will win 51 games next year. If healthy, this is easy money. What do you think about this? Because we, we definitely got some mixed reviews, people saying, oh, yeah, the Knicks are definitely winning 50, and other people are like, this guy's crazy. So what do you think of the Knicks winning 50 games next season?
1: I mean, to say easy money, I, I don't know if we, we want to say easy money when we're talking about guys like Joe Kim Noah, Derek Rose. I mean, the depth at the shooting guard position is about as bad as I've ever seen. Um, and I'm worried about injuries, frankly. It? No, no, not at all. I mean, Listen, I'm only halfway buying Courtney Lee as your starter. I I do like Courtney Lee, nothing against Courtney Lee, but I feel like he's more of a split-time-minute type of player. Um, I I just – I don't know. I feel like this team is going to rely too heavily on players that are often hurt. I mean, we've seen Melo hurt a million times. We've seen Noah hurt a million times. We've seen Rose hurt a million times. And, you know, there are some things I like. I do like Brandon Jennings as the backup point guard. He'll be starting by week five of the NBA season – uh, I do like Porzingis, uh, you know, I, I think there are some things to look at and, and you could see how this team could win 50 games. But if you're asking me like over under, I'm under, I don't think it's under by like a terrible amount, but I think this team could be, yeah. you know, 500 or a little better.
0: I think what I took out of it is I think people are really underestimating how like 50 games is a lot of games to win. You're not saying like, oh, the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. The Knicks are gonna... like, you could be a top four seed in the Eastern Conference and not win 50 games. It's, <laughs> it's very plausible. I mean, last year, yeah. let's let's see. Last year, the uh, uh, there was two teams in the Eastern Conference last year that won over 50 games: Cleveland Cavaliers and the Toronto Raptors. So, to saying they're going to win 50 games is really saying like they're going to be either the two seed or the three seed in the Eastern Conference if you're just deducting it that way, which seems kind of crazy to me for a team like you're saying that is really relying on Derrick Rose's health largely. I mean, obviously if Jennings is a backup that is great, uh, but. I mean, I love Joe Kim Noah, but he hasn't really proved he can play a long period of time. And you're really banking on a big jump from from Porzingis, which I'm not saying he can't do it, but you're really banking on him making really that next leap to being the second best player on a number two C team. And and I I just don't I don't I don't see that I don't see that yet for them. Um, It's not. And shout out to Kylo Quinn. Yeah, shout out to Kylo Quinn. It's not quite as. uh, Tell me I'm crazy. Mulder, you're crazy. Shout out to Mulder and Scully. So I don't think it's, like, completely insane, but I, I just I just don't see it happening. So we are going to move on to sort of our, our final segment for the show, which is going to take up most of the show, something I've really been looking forward to that Andy really doesn't really – he doesn't know what's coming here. So the segment I want to call How Quick We Forget. So I'm going to ask Andy 10 questions about the 2015-2016 NBA season that he probably won't remember. We're gonna do this. Who wants to be the millionaire style? Start off with if Andy can win the million dollars. So, are you are you ready for this, Andy? Listen, I'm
1: the type of person who walks into the the kitchen and forgets why. I almost just forgot what I was gonna say there. So, I, I we'll see. Let's go.
0: All right. Question number one. This is this is an easy one. This is the fifty dollar one. What was the three six matchup in the Eastern Conference playoffs last season? We got a the Hawks or the Celtics. B the Pistons and the Heat. C, Pedro's Posse versus Beheim's Army, or D, the Heat versus the Hornets?
1: You broke up a little bit there.
0: Okay, we got the 3-6 matchup in the Eastern Conference. We got Hawks, Celtics, Pistons, Heat, Pedro's Posse versus Beheim's Army, or the Heat versus the Hornets?
1: It's the the, 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 the Hawks one.
0: Oh no! He didn't even. Did I already fail? Did I already Hawks, die?
1: So I told you, you about the kitchen. The Hawks
0: versus, yeah, the Hawks versus Celtics was the four-five matchup last season. The answer ah, was
1: B. Heat. Heat versus the, the Hornets. Heat, yeah.
0: That was that, that. was the answer. So uh, even though you didn't win fifty dollars, we're 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 going to give you a mulligan. You You called the friend. So Let, let's move on to the next question. Who led the league in three-point percentage last season? We got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. Kelly Olynyk or J.J. J. Redick? Curry. Uh, I, I put that there as a trick for you. You're over 2. The answer was D. J. J.J. Redick was, was the answer. He led the league. Curry was second. Klay uh, Thompson was sixth. And actually, K- Kelly Olenek was, like, in the top 15. So I didn't even league. think now Kelly Olenek. Olenek was- I
1: thought Kelly Olynyk was the speed bump because I figured he wasn't yeah, even I- – even close.
0: I thought so too. And then, and then I looked at it was, it was pretty good. So uh, now we're going to get to the little harder ones, which is not giving me much uh, pleasure because the hard know, ones might be good. Ones, right? Yeah, maybe they are. Uh, which of these categories did the Golden State Warriors not lead the league in as a team? We got assists, defensive rebounds, blocks, or three point percentage. Those are all per game.
1: Which one did they not?
0: Did they not lead the league in? Did they not lead the league in assists, defensive rebounds, blocks, or three-point percentage? Blocks. That is the correct answer. Uh, They led the league in all three, and they were second in the league in blocks, believe it or not, which I thought was pretty impressive. Okay, question number four. Who led the league in defensive win shares? Paul Millsap, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, or your boy, Boogie Cousins?
1: Repeat the four again.
0: Uh, Paul Millsap, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, or DeMarcus Cousins?
1: I'm going Millsap.
0: That is the correct answer. It was Paul Millsap, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green were both in the top five. Your man, Boogie, shockingly, was 29th on the list, which was about 200 spots higher than I anticipated. Uh, I mostly remember Boogie for when we uh, – I don't know if you remember this. Way early in the season, we were watching the Hawks, and uh, him and Rudy Gay were sort of confused as to why Jeff Teague was going down the lane for a layup. <laughs> and then they just, like, sort of just talked to each other during the possession as Jeff Teague was just laying it up. So that's the defensive of uh, mind. Were they talking or fighting? fighting? They were fi- – I mean, talking as far as putting it uh, <laughs> Kindly. They're, I they're arguing. That. Let's just, yeah, passionately. The Mark's cousin says everything passionately. All right. So, question number five. We're halfway through here. You're, you're, you're two and two here. You might, you might uh, actually bring this back. How many players in the league played all 82 games last season? Is it A, five to 10 players, B, 10 to 15 players, C, 15 to 20 players, or D, over 20 players? Played in all 82 games last season. Played in all 82, right. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with C. That is the correct answer. The answer is C, Uh, Uh, 15 to 20. The exact number was 18 players played in all 82 games last season. So now that you know that answer, that 18 was the number that played in all 82 games, my next question is how many players started all 82 games last season? Is it three, six, nine, or 12?
1: I'm going, with, I'm going with
0: nine. We're going to cut it in half. Okay. That is the wrong answer. You were close. The answer is six. So listen to these names. This is kind of a good smorgasbord wow. of players here. We got uh, Al Farouk Aminu, James Harden, Al Horford, Robin Lopez, and then the guy that replaced Robin Lopez in Portland, Mason Plumlee, and Carl Anthony Towns. Those are the the six players that started in all 80. Very strange list. I'm
1: surprised with Horford.
0: Yeah, I I thought so too. It seemed like I knew Harden. Like Harden was the only one that really didn't surprise me. Uh, and then Cat, I kind of thought because they just started playing him from day one. Aminu really surprised me, and then Plumlee. I he's I, I didn't even know that he would start all 82 games. I thought they benched him at some point, to be honest. But guess not. Shout out to Mason Plumlee. So our next question here is how many teams averaged? So obviously we know that offense was at a high this, this year. How many teams averaged hundred points a game or more? Is it three teams, 12 teams, 19 teams, or 22 teams?
1: Averaged hundred points or more
0: average over hundred points a game.
1: Give me those four again.
0: We got three. either three teams, 12 teams, 19 teams or 22 teams? I think it's, I think it's a, Oh no. Oh, you were way off. The answer was 22 teams this year averaged over a hundred points a game with, uh, or actually a hundred points a game or more because the Phoenix suns averaged exactly a hundred points a game. So that means there was only eight teams in the league this year that didn't score over a hundred points a game. Uh, my nets were among them. I'm not sure where your Orlando magic fell on the list, but, uh, uh, I don't really think they were offensive juggernauts in their own right. So I'm going to yeah. say they were probably in in those uh, last 18s as well. So we got, let's see, our next question. Question number eight. We're, we're moving pretty steadily here. Uh, in the 2014-2015 season, Jimmy Butler led the league in minutes played at 38.7 under Coach Tibbs. Obviously, that's that's notorious. How many minutes did he play this season? Is it 35 to 36 minutes, 36 to 37 minutes, 37 to 38 minutes, or 38 to 39 minutes?
1: Give me the, the four again.
0: It's either uh, 35 to 36 or 36 to 37, 37 to 38, or 38 to 39. Basically, which number is it between? I didn't want you to have to guess exactly the decimal mm. point. Uh, I'm B. B. That is the correct answer. He averaged 36.9 minutes in the league this season, which was third still in the league. So all that talk about, like, Coach Tibbs really running him down. He led the league, obviously, last, you know, in 2014, but then he was third in the league. So Fred Hoiberg really didn't take that much much easier on him. Okay, so we're going to move on. We're still going minutes played here. So we got another minutes played. Which one of these players was in the top five? So I told you Jimmy Butler was third. Which one of these players was in the top five in minutes played this season? Is it Contavious Caldwell Pulp? Brandon Knight, Damian Lillard, or John Wall?
1: What was the second one again?
0: <laughs> Brandon Knight. I didn't know if I lost you or if you were just in deep thought. I didn't know. No, I, I was I was just I that. was just in deep thought. Deep thought. Yeah. I, I'm going yeah. I'm
1: gonna go with Brandon Knight.
0: Uh, that is the incorrect answer. Brandon Knight was in ah. the top ten, believe it or not. But the answer is A. KCP, who was fourth in the league in minutes played at 36.7 minutes.
1: Right, I almost so leaned towards him because that, he
0: felt like the one
1: that didn't belong to me.
0: Right. Exactly. That was that was why I made the question because I was like KCP fourth in minutes played. So let's let's rerun these uh these questions here and, and see how you're doing. I don't know what your score is. You got the first two wrong. The, the second two right. So you're two and two. Uh, you got number five, right? Three and two, you got number six, wrong three and three, uh, three and four, four and four. All right. So you're four and five right now. So you need this last question, which is pretty hard because it's the last question to, to even out to score 500, uh, you know, nice five and five, 500. Sorry. You could still have hope for the rest of the season, but you know, it's not looking too good for you. So we, I abandoned the multiple choice on you. I'm sorry. Can you name the top five players in P.E.R. this season?
1: Absolutely not. Um, in P.E.R. this season, <laughs> the top five players. Come on. Right. Um,
0: so, Steph well, Curry. Going to take number one. Right, obviously. That's one. Jeez. Um,
1: Kevin Durant.
0: That's number two, actually exactly number two. So you got one, two so far. Um, Kawhi Leonard? Mm, nope, Kawhi Leonard was six. So I'm, I'm actually going to give you a mulligan on Kawhi Leonard because he was six. So let's see if you can guess him. There, there's one of them I'm going to be really mad if you don't get. That's a, That's a hint for you.
1: There's going to be one that you're going to be like, well, LeBron James.
0: Well, that that's another one. That's not the one I'd be mad at you if you didn't get. But that LeBron so James three, is though. number four. Right, that's with three. Number four. You got one, two, and four. You're missing number three and number five.
1: And now you've played head games with me by saying I should get one of them, and now I'm overthinking. You, so I got one, two, and five. So I need two more. You um,
0: absolutely should get one of these.
1: Now, now you're killing me,
0: um, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I hope it's as entertaining for the for the audience at home to watch you struggle as it is for me on the other end of this line. That, I, that's my impression that it's making good radio right now. Is just is the joy I'm getting from watching you struggle. <laughs> Russell Westbrook is is the answer, is the answer. Russell Westbrook was number three, and that was the one I thought you should get. Now the fifth one is a little difficult. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. It, it, he's a a well-known player. He's a, uh, a superstar in the league. I would, I would call him a superstar. Uh, so it's not like just some random name, like, uh, Ennis Cantor was like 10th on the list. So it's, it's not like Ennis Cantor. That's, that's not the option here. Uh, so try and guess the fifth player. We'll, we'll give you one shot at it. Uh, I'll tell you who it's not. So maybe I'll cancel one guy out for you that maybe you might guess. The answer is not okay. James Harden who was, um, Actually, first in minutes played this season, to go back to a previous question, who was top five? James Harden was number one in minutes played this season, but he was not fifth in PER.
1: I would have never guessed
0: James Harden, I don't think, anyways,
1: because <laughs> he doesn't play any defense.
0: <laughs> um,
1: sure. I, you know, this one's hard. Aha. Chris Paul.
0: That is the answer. Chris uh, Paul. With the mulligan. You actually that one came right. to me out of nowhere. a question. Yeah. So the top five again in PR to recap: number one was Steph Curry, two Kevin Durant, three Russell Westbrook, four LeBron James, and five Chris Paul. So those were our. And can I tell Andy. you? Uh, yeah, go for it.
1: Can I tell you that the first? I swear the first player's name that popped in my head when you asked that question was wrong as wrong can be. I don't know where he is, but I assume he has to be in the top ten or fifteen. But I almost said Anthony Davis, and I, I have no idea why.
0: Oh. Anthony Davis. Well, let's uh, let's do. We got some extra time here on the show. Let's do a little research <laughs> to see where Anthony Davis was. Um, I'm pretty sure he was uh, reasonably high on the list. Actually, I thought. So we got P E R for free. Those of you who don't use uh, Basketball Reference, you're like smoking something weird. I don't. I don't know what you're doing. Basketball Reference is like the mecca <laughs> of of nerds. So I'm gonna let it load here. We got Anthony Davis was we gotta cancel out these people that don't actually apply. One, two, three. Anthony Davis was number nine on the list. so so not not okay. too far off, not too far off of the list. Actually, uh, talking about the the statistics that you have to cancel out because people don't exist. The leader in minutes played was uh, Dante Jones, technically, though he didn't apply because he played the last game for the Cleveland Cavaliers and played 42 minutes in that one game that he played. So, technically, he played 42 minutes a game because he only played one game all season. Uh, Andy, of these questions, which one did you, did you think was the hardest Was the hardest one?
1: You know, honestly, the, the hardest one for me, I thought, was like the Jimmy Butler one, just because they all sounded like they were the correct answer. <laughs> I mean, it's it was it was just all so similar, but some it's the easiest ones. It's like the the ones you ask first, like the ones you should just nail because it's so easy and your brain's like trying to connect to the internet with the 56k modem. And all I could hear beyond the sweat dripping off of my forehead was the, eh,
0: you know that crap. So absolutely,
1: and I, I'm telling you, my 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 heartbeat was going,
0: ugh. Yeah, Let's so not do I, that again. I actually explo- I exploited Andy because I know that he has a notoriously bad memory and I picked hard questions. So really, this, the whole episode was just us kind of having fun with Andy's bad memory. So that was the theme of, of this show. We are going to move on to the end of our show, which, like Jay-Z once said, we don't believe you. You need more people. Andy, who needed more people this week?
1: Andy Flint needed more people for not knowing who was the third and the sixth matchup in the Eastern Conference. No, I'm just kidding. I can't pick on myself because I'm my boy. I'm going to go with Andre Drummond for getting dunked on not once but twice at Drew League. You are an NBA shot-blocking center, and you're getting yoked on.
0: Yeah, and uh, one was by, like, a guard, and then the other was by what I, what I assume was a white boy. So that's, like, the two opposite – like if you if you're gonna get dunked on by two people, the the two guys you don't want as a seven plus foot center is a guard plus a white boy. That that is not a good combination to get dunked on by. So I am going to go with uh, Joel Embiid. Even though you are a social media savant, you you, you disrespected one of the cardinal rules, which is to repeat Sam Hinkie's career. Hashtag trust the process. Uh, so <laughs> that's all that's all we gotta say. Uh, Andre Drummond. Uh definitely uh Joel Embiid for sure. Well, like we Ward. don't
1: believe you. You need more people.
0: Andy, just give me your quick impression. We gotta we got an extra minute here. Give me your quick impression of E. G. N. Lien's uh China game. Do you think the comeback is possible for him going against the US even though they lost 101 hundred like one to fifty two? What do you what do you think of his uh NBA comeback prospect?
1: Nah, man. Go. You need more people, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you definitely needed more people. That is our show for this week. Join us next week as we continue our journey around the NBA. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at NLP podcast and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pod. That's N like Nate Walters, L like LeBron James, and P like Phil Pressey, who are all available on the free agent market if you ever wanted to take a chance on them. I mean, I'm personally a Phil Pressey fan myself. I mean, you might like LeBron James a little better, but, you know, that, that's your decision to make. We will close, as we always do, with the great philosopher, Jason White Chocolate Williams, who, as we said, was playing point guard in 2016 in an actual basketball game that had $2 million at stake. He once probably thought basketball is a lot like last call to the bar. Sometimes it's better to pass without looking. And with that, we bid you good night.